are tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! That's what I'm talking about right there! Yeah! Oh, oh, oh. I'm feeling like Milan right now. In his, in his place, in his shoe room. Yes. Right? His, his accessorizing room. Right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to a, another amazing After Buzz TV after show for your favorite show, Hemlock Grove. What? And, what? what? And we're on season three, episode eight. A dire night on the worm moon, or is it worm wood? I thought it was worm worm, worm moon. Wow, I was way off. And we're in the final three. Final three, including this episode. Yes. I am your host, Sean Overman, and you can find me at Sean Austin O on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm joined here by my awesome and lovely co-hosts, as usual, every week. Hello, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. And I'm Mary Lou Mandel. You can find me on all social media at Mary Lou Mandel. Yes, and be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, SoundClouds, iTunes, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, everything at AfterBuzz TV, and be sure to rate and comment us. So let's go ahead and start talking about the show. Marissa, did Before you have we to actually add? start, Worm Moon is actually the phase of the moon. It is. It's a na- yeah, it's is a it name of the. Fa- it's actually it's a name given by the Algonquin Algonquin tribes, but it's pretty much when the ground begins to soften. In the war, in you know, in Earth, and like worms begin to reappear. That's been the robins re- like return and whatnot. So the worms. So pretty much that happens in March of every year. So we now mm. know it's like springtime. Is it springtime? It's springtime there. Okay, so that yeah. I kind of can see that now because you know, at the end of the episode, or even at the beginning too, like both of them are like digging into the earth, and we get to see yeah. like that it's pretty soft, right? It, it looks like the. The ground's pretty easy to, to toil, right? Yes. Till. So that makes sense. Yes. If it is the worm. It does. Mm. It does totally make sense. Thank you for... And anything, Marissa, that you have that, you know, like a little tidbit of information that you've researched... Sure. Go ahead and point it out. <laughs> Listen, Marissa's like the best at that. <laughs> yes. I love it. And she's such a busy, busy woman. When do you find time? <laughs> I don't know. I don't sleep, you guys. Right? I really yeah, don't. You're like, oh, what is a worm moon? Like, it's great. Like, that's awesome. It adds a I lot for me. I want to learn. I find, I was like, what's worm moon? So Girl, respect. Sh- there you go. Now we know. Now we know. And now all of our fans at home know, too. The more you know. <laughs> I wish we had that. We you know, do, on the soundboard. Actually. We do. On but some of the soundboards or all of them. Boom. Oh, That's lovely. amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Alexis, <laughs> our producer in the booth. Um, so, Olivia... She f- brings Knox back. I can believe it. She, this happened so quickly. I, d- I thought there was going to... I predicted last episode there was going to be, like, a big gap for this to happen. But <laughs> She it, just has him already. Yeah. She just, like, talked to him. There's the ellipse. And she, like, already has him in the White Tower. I liked that, though. I'm, I'm glad they made it a little bit faster. I mean, for our audience, that was super quick. Yeah. But that was, like, the next day. But I like where it went. Yes. That, that was fun it, to watch. Everything was amazing about just the whole beginning of the episode. Well, of course, we, we had... Um, that that was a little bit later on, but yeah, so l- let's talk about it right away. I just want to jump into it, because it was the juiciest part of the whole episode. Everything that had to do with Price, Olivia, and Knox was just so freaking hilarious. So Amazing. So they get Knox in there, and... Uh, she just she doesn't even know what she's talking about. She's not a well-read person at all, right, Olivia? And she's just like, oh yeah, when, when Hillary something or other, he must have been on that Sherpa's back the whole time. And he's like, uh, I don't think he really wrote on his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you do know who she's referencing. Right? Yeah, yeah, the, the guy who climbed the, Everest. The right? two guys who climb, climbed Mount Everest, they were the first ones to do it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they end up getting in there and right away, Price already knows Knox. And he's like, 
oh my gosh, you're here. It's like yeah. practically wetting his pants over the guy, right? Oh, totally boy. man crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they liked each other, which is great. They were like fans of each other's work and they never knew, they never met each other before. So it was so funny and he didn't know that Olivia had this in mind, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's like, sweet, you brought me a guy to work with. This is awesome. Wait, no, you, you want to like use his body? Yeah, you oh, want to dang it. Yeah, you, you want to kill him. Yeah, you want oh so you pretty much want to wipe out his whole mind who's like an asset to not only the human race but to the Upir race as mm-hmm. well. Why mm-hmm. would you want to do this, Olivia? And because she's just the most selfish, narcissistic, self centered person ever who doesn't give a damn about other humans. She only cares about what's happening in her world and the adjoining Godfrey residences, right? True. And we also know she still has sorted information on Price's background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she was going to release that to the press. Yep. So she still has that on him. What what it is, we still don't know. Yeah, we still don't know exactly. But I'm sure it's it's pretty much just like everything about all the experiments he's been doing, right? Because he's all he's, the bodies. Because she made the line like all the bodies that he's counted up, all the dead bodies yeah. equates to the amount that she has mm-hmm. after all these centuries of still living. So, did she? How many bodies does he have? Didn't she say he surpassed her body count? Yeah, like the two yeah. of them together. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So pretty. There's a lot of dead bodies. A lot of dead bodies because of prices experiments, mm-hmm. right? Well, well, I'm sure he didn't experiment on children, so that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. But uh, then she reveals that she actually wants to take this guy and use his body's husk to implant her consciousness, and Price is like, what the... And it's so funny because he's, he's over there. It's a total cat and mouse game right now. They're like scheming right behind him, and he is none the wiser. For such a brilliant guy, you think he would be, you know, like a little bit tuned into like the energy in the room, but I guess not. No, he was too fanboying right now, right then and there. So. Yeah, yeah. so he's checking out the specimen. Price totally injects him because he, he would rather do this than lose his lose everything, pretty much. All his experiments. Price yeah. loves his work, <laughs> right? And um, they do the transfer, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually successful, which is so and the first words that come <laughs> out of her mouth, like the first few lines that come out of her mouth now as Knox hilarious. Am I right? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just starts grabbing her junk like, like she's yeah. just like all about it. She's like this is the best. <laughs> it oh, was oh so God. funny but honestly if you were a woman then put in that like, and situation like, and vice versa <clears throat> that yeah. would totally happen. That's yeah. what I loved about this the whole storyline for this episode like the here we have like what would it actually be like for you ladies to be now your consciousness is in a man's body like mm-hmm. how would you feel the first thing she says is like oh my god I'm I'm a hunk <laughs> and I liked how they transferred like from being Knox to being her like the actor I didn't even get his name but the actor did He's a su- fabulous yeah <laughs> fabulous. fabulous he did a superb job yeah. he just he was very just the way he was acting he was very like CEO almost like Bill Gates style right and then when he gets he, when he gets transformed into her then he's just very flamboyant and like colorful just the way Olivia is with like her false like bourgeois right yeah i i initially thought like oh they did a good job putting famka in that guy's face mask <laughs> <laughs> Which I knew, of course, was not true, but the guy was so good. I think he did a great job because I think he had all the mannerisms and the physical uh, movements of her down to a T. Yes. And where that actor had a benefit is he's got three seasons of information. Probably at that point, like, he had the two seasons of information to watch so he Mm -hmm. could really dig in and get all of these juicy little bits. Yeah. Yeah. It was just fantastic. And then there's, like, the struggle, the banter, Mm -hmm. like, everything going on. And the body... Olivia's body was still there and they're like okay let's Price is like okay I suggest we get rid of it let's let's get rid of the body so she doesn't find out what's really going on because behind the scenes Price is really scheming right we'll talk about him more later but um, with Olivia and she wakes herself up right which is so creepy am I right? to see yourself talking to yourself yeah I mean we got a little tidbit of Camilla Yes. In season two, when we were having that exchange. Camilla. Camilla. You mean Priscilla? Priscilla. Priscilla. That's it. These names. I was thinking maybe Camilla. Priscilla and Shelly. Yes. 
Those two. Yeah. So we had a little bit of that, but now we had it with, had it with Olivia. Yeah, so there was no consciousness before in the previous mind because he wiped it out completely. I don't know if he was... Do- he must have not been doing that with these new experiments now because there's always, like, that dynamic within the brain and somehow the other personality always mm-hmm. ends up taking over, whichever one was in there first. I right. felt like one was Olivia and then the other was the inner desire. The inner desire. Mm-hmm. The-, the ID. Oh, okay. Ooh. Maybe. Yeah, it could have been the id. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so there's... the She wants to F herself, to send herself off. This is too funny. And amazing. when she... And I loved the, the lines preceding that, because Price is like, are you freaking serious? <laughs> your, your narcissism knows no bounds, Olivia. Yeah. And she really wants to go through right. with and it. And he's right? like, then quite literally, go F yourself. Yes, quite literally, <laughs> Olivia. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Which is so great. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, but uh, when she starts, like, like stroking herself, wakes herself up, and then they almost immediately they start taking off each other's clothes. Yeah. And, yeah. Disturbing. Oh, my gosh. That's... Wow, right? Very X-Men 3. <laughs> yeah. Jean Grey with Wolverine. That's right. Saying. That's right. It's like very similar. And her hair is about the same length, actually. Pretty much. I was like, yeah. okay, I've seen this before. <laughs> yep. And he's a hairy dude. He's got some, a lot of beard. True. Right? True. Uh, but we uh, we have uh, Knox Olivia kissing Olivia, and he realizes that, whoa, she's all kinds of stuff all over her face now, right? It just it appeared to us, right? Yep. He was blind to it before. Um, maybe it just popped up. Maybe it's always been there and we've just never seen it because it's like we're blinded. We're, we're seeing it from per- her perspective a lot of the time. That's what I want to say. Or there was that much makeup that the little bit of making out uncovered all that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it could be that too. Maybe. So, um, Chongo. Or, sorry, or oh, maybe when she gets emotional, like blood flares, flares up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, it could be that too. Um, and I realized, because Knox... Olivia put his hand over his face and I feel like, whoa, what if the saliva could be carrying the virus and it infected the body Mm -hmm. already? It's like too late, you know? It's just like like any kind of viral fluid transfer, right? Crazy stuff. But... That's how it happens. Yeah, it it could have happened. You have to use protection kit. Yes, you have to use a whole body condom. (laughs) Especially with vampire and oopier infectious diseases. Yeah. You can't risk it. It's not worth it, bro. Why? Why would would he do that? (coughs) In love with himself. Herself. Totally in love with herself. So weird. Anyway, so now there's two of them, and... Price even says, like, Olivia, meet Olivia, right, at one point, because they totally start to be uh, bitches to each other. Am I right? It was amazing. Yeah. It's like, wow, you really are just arguing with yourself. So, you realize how yeah. ridiculous you are. Yeah, and she decides, and Changa's there now, um, decides to go through the whole, like, battery of questions, like, to make sure that everything's okay with the brain and the consciousness, right? And he gets high marks, Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then later on we have Olivia about she's the only way she really comes to acceptance is that she sees the video of the cannibalistic rat that Ooh. Price had, and that's what's going to happen to her. So she can't like she can't live. It, probably a few he said few hours, few days from then. Yeah, she was going to eat herself. That's crazy that it's so far along, but she doesn't look like the other monster. Appears like the yeah. other infected appears at this point. So when he said that, it was like, "Oh, you could be doing that in the next few hours or days." I was like, "Well, uh, I don't know. I don't quite believe that because yeah. that that rat was like all like yeah. weird. Oh, that like, was nasty. Yeah, you know, even even though she's covering with makeup, her her skin is still like she doesn't have boils. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> and I was actually going to say when they get her into the bed and they're about to do the morphine drip overdose to kill her. Uh, to give her euthanasia, she actually looked so angelic right there. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, Famka, you look amazing as Olivia right in that scene. It's, right. It was just shocking well, to me. It's she? like, she, yeah, I know. But it's just like, you, with all the disease ravaging Olivia, it's like you would think there'd be a little bit more of that present, but it was like, well, she's accepting it now, which uh-huh. is great. And that's one of the things I want to talk about too in this episode is there was a lot of acceptance from all the major storylines. Like, we, we, of course, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I just want to mention how we get acceptance from Peter about finally finding uh, the body, 
right? Mm-hmm. We get Olivia accepting that she's going to die. And she's just going to give it up to her new person, right? To the Knox Olivia. Mm-hmm. And then we have the acceptance with Shelly, too. Like, hey, I'm going to go leave. And I'm going to go take off with Ator, right? It's like everybody's accepting things. Any thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Eh, not so much. I think th- it's more so they're re- it's it comes out of reluctance. Yes, it is out of reluctance. It's reluctance. Acceptance. Yes. Total reluctance, then the acceptance, but then there's an interruption with everything. Everybody. Everybody totally gets interrupted at their best moment. Maybe not Peter. Peter, he kind of... We'll get to that. He pretty much accepted it. Um, But Olivia Knox goes down the the same sputtering way that we've seen all the other hosts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Every time we see a body... You know, freak out. More so the Greek guy. Every time we see his test and whatnot, and when he starts flipping out, he always says the word Mac Nam. Yeah. And Olivia slash Knox Knox also said the word Mac Nam. Why? What's that word? Oh. I don't know. As, is it McNamara? But it's that exact word, Mac Nam. That's mm. the first word that they say before they start freaking out. Wow, I didn't catch that, but... That that is I very. I wonder if that has significance. Yeah, I wonder too. Maybe there's some kind of coding thing between Mac like Nam. Mac Nam. the brain, the brain, the brainstem. I don't know, I and don't the, know, like maybe. the the neural imprinting. But I thought it was funny because Price knew about it the whole time, and so let's let's talk about his reluctance, right? So he's reluctant to obviously input this great guy into, uh, or or Olivia's consciousness into his body. He does a transfer, and then when after he's done the transfer, he's already scheming behind her. Like, he probably knew beforehand that he couldn't do this. He's mm-hmm. been trying to perfect this the whole season, and it hasn't worked, right? He's been trying to put himself in the Greek dude, and... Well, we the audience know it hasn't worked yet, so... Yeah, and even when he put himself in the Greek guy, it... It, the second time, it, he just came back on his own, and the consciousness is still there floating around. Mm-hmm. So whenever you put yourself in someone else's consciousness due to Price's machine, your consciousness is still going to float around in there somehow. Yeah. Like, it, the drive isn't formatted. It's just adding more files yeah. in there. I guess it's kind of like... Temporary like, files are left over. Yeah, yeah. temporary <laughs> files. Or like a virus. It's like a computer virus. Once you get something mm-hmm. in there, you know, it's going to be hard to wipe it out. Perhaps. Right? Yeah. So, um, I, I love the scene, though, where he's... It's such a short scene, but he's at his computer, and he's talking into his recorder, as usual, right, about uh, the the whole transfer and everything. He's like, the neurodegradation could lead to, like... So, and then he's he's pretty much leading into that she's going to die, perhaps. Yeah. And he goes... He turns it off. This time he doesn't say full stop. He turns it off, which would be immensely pleasurable and very, you know, a great... Cause for celebration. Cause for celebration. A great line. Amazing. I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, but ultimately, uh, when she realizes, like, the jig is up, you know, Chongo is there too, and he's like, kill, kill, kill! He's really taking over now. And she's about to kill Price. Thank goodness he gets saved. I love Price. <laughs> we love you, Joel. Love you. We love him so much. Yes. I'm glad she didn't kill him yeah. either. Mm-hmm. So he concedes to her, and he's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to help you still, uh, and without me, you're just going to eat yourself, mm-hmm. right? So he concedes, and he says he's going to take care of it. Uh, what should we do with the waste? And she feeds on him. It doesn't show it, right? Does it show? I don't think it shows in the episode. But I thought it was kind of funny how Joel... Did like, you watch ahead? No, no, I didn't. Okay. No, no, I didn't watch ahead. But I'm going to watch the next two tonight Uh because we're going to have our finale tomorrow. Yes, yes. Double trouble. You guys, this is a cause for celebration for the end of Hemlock Grove tomorrow. We're giving you, like, a little. We're telling you right now so you know tomorrow at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time, we're going to be talking about the last two episodes of this awesome three season. Of Hemlock Grove, this third season of Hemlock Grove. It's going to be great. Um, anyway, so he says, you know, I am, I'm the only one who could save you, and he reveals something very important. Maybe, like, it has to be really close to your DNA or your nucleotides, whatever, and she's like, well, like a family member? Which is a stunning conclusion yeah. for Olivia to draw, right? And she had no qualms about it. She's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, oh she's like, Lyra, Annie, what? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, she really doesn't care about her siblings. She, her, uh, that would her go children. with my predictions if yes. Olivia killed Annie. Yeah? Yeah. Because Annie right now is the closest to physical 
and genetic form of Olivia. She's mm-hmm. a female. She looks a lot like her. She's tall and beautiful and brunette. Done. Right. Yep. Yeah, because then Olivia can continue living her life the way that she has. You know, and like she's the- even younger. Yep. So we have more centuries to live. She's got to be at least 30 years younger. 30, 40 years younger, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, less than that. No, because she, uh, she had her when she was a teenager. Teenager, yeah. yeah. So she's only like a decade or so younger. Uh, more than a decade. But still. But, yeah, but still, that's like craziness. Yeah, I think you're going to be right on that early prediction. But anyway, um, so Price actually goes off to find Shelly. Everybody finds her so easily at the rooster poot. <laughs> and he uh, he asks her about who she's seeing, right? He's heard about... Well, no, he says at first, don't have... Don't, if your mother ever calls you, be careful. Just call me right away. And I love how she just refers to him as Uncle Johan. It's so touching. And, like, just the way they talk to each other. Family. You, yeah, what'd you guys think about that? Oh, I love that interaction, especially, like, when she's like, you know, I've got a secret, you know. And he's like, well, I've got a secret, too. I've been seeing somebody. And she, like, straight up is like, oh, who is he? And you can see... That, like, both of them being so happy to be accepted by someone else, yeah. which, you know, yeah. both of them kind of don't have too much of. I th- I think it would, it, maybe, I don't want to say it, it as a goodbye, but it felt like a full circle with the relationship that it, it might have ended on a good note. And it came back to the topic of butterfly. We know... Shelley's whole metaphor for the whole show has been a butterfly. And mm-hmm. in the monarch stage, I mean, we'll get to Ator, but in the monarch stage, so that's the last phase. Yeah. So it does just storytelling-wise and character art-wise, it's coming full circle with those two. Yeah. So it would be sad if it, that was the last interacting Yeah, it, it did feel like that to me. Like, it felt like a goodbye. Maybe not, though. Maybe Maybe they'll... Still see each other in the next two episodes. Maybe. We'll we'll see. Maybe she'll end up at the White Tower somehow, fighting for her life, maybe. Killing her mother. (laughs) Killing her mother. I'd see, exactly. Um, But then, um, yeah, I I really, about that scene, too, the exchange, I just loved how she did it without hesitation, too. Like, oh, who is he? Right? And it was just like, the acceptance, just like, he was was reluctant at first to share, right? But the acceptance just like washed over him so beautifully. And I I love that. It was such a cherishable moment. Um, I also wanted to point out before uh, before we move on from Price that his hair now is so neatly (laughs) combed. And I know why. He was growing this out to prepare for Chief Inspector Ito in The Man in the High Uh Castle. Yeah. Totally. Because that's the look he's got in that show. Nice. Um, I liked how his character cleaned up. Oh, um, yeah. Price, like, now we can take him seriously again. Yeah. He went off the deep end, and now he's back. Yeah. And he talked about seeing uh, Roland, this guy, right? I think that was his name. Uh, but they don't ref- they don't show any scenes with him, which mm-hmm. I think is good, because even though I would have liked to have seen them, but because we only have two episodes left after this, there's no way we could squeeze in all these, like, extra relationships mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough with the characters we have His right biggest now. relationship is with Olivia. Yes. Yeah, it is. For and the show. He's yeah. her biggest adversary. Yeah. Which is so that great. I love that she said that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, let's talk about Roman digging the grave for our beloved destiny at the beginning of the episode, the very first scene. I'm still mad. I'm yeah, still very, Marissa, very I would like to like extend my condolences to you for your favorite <laughs> character being offed. I'm still very mad. As if you're listening on iTunes and you're not watching us on YouTube, you should. I'm still wearing black because I'm still in mourning over destiny. and She is... Romani. She's an amazing character and she is the of the Romani culture and she didn't have a proper funeral. Nope. So I'm going to keep wearing black until her character gets a proper funeral. Well, maybe she's so, going to get one next episode. Go. Maybe. But I'm just mad that that's how it went down with her character. Literally down into the ground and with no respect to her. Like, what the hell, Roman? What the hell? Yeah. What? Like, you tra- are past the point of no return to the point that I can like you again. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Not not only that, I'm wearing black too to commemorate her memory. Uh, but not only that, but he ha- he did have I, I must say he did have a lot of reluctance on her face 
putting her in the ground, even though he... he yeah, he, he felt remorseful. You can yes. tell he was worried, and he felt bad. But I was like, that's not enough, you dude. You already killed her. Yeah, I know. And he had... He, I almost feel like he wanted to caress her cheek again, putting Ew. her in the ground like he, he did before he snapped her neck last time. Oh, my gosh. But it's funny because bo- last episode ended with him, and then this episode began with him. Do you know he's been doing this through the night? It, it's already dawn, and he's been digging her grave all night. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So he does one final thing, which I thought was funny, but I was like, "Why? Why is he doing that? Like that just stands out." Obviously, it stands out to me that he's taking her ring, her engagement mm-hmm. ring, or her wedding ring, whatever the engagement ring, which mm-hmm. is probably going to be her wedding ring. Anyway, so he obviously had it in his pocket, and he used it for what he needed to, which is funny. Like it, it came into play. Um, I think that was more very convenient on his part. It's like, oh, hey, good thing I took the ring. Yeah. Because now I can make Mulan set him up to make it look like it was him. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, is this like a twisted kind of trophy thing that he's doing? Is he taking it because he wants to remember how much of an ass he is? I don't know. Yeah, when he first took it, (laughs) I didn't... I, I wasn't quite sure if he took it with a plan, but knew that this could be useful like because yeah. it's such an iconic piece and it had been in their family for generations that he's like well if I'm going to try to dig myself out of this this could be helpful yeah because it's not like he needs money it's not like he just likes to keep weird things like that mm-hmm. it was just a uh, I don't know let me just take it yeah. just take it mm-hmm. just uh, just cause yeah I guess it was like a subconscious thing that obviously the, the writers did a good job of using that later on Right. Yes. As well as Roman. So he talks to Peter. Peter comes in. We, we actually got to see that he was holding Annie hostage between last episode and this episode. Like, what, what the, the hell? What the, he is just too messed up, man. And he was trying to justify everything that he did. Am yeah, I right? I'm not a murderer. Mm-hmm. I'm not a murderer. Like, bro. Yeah. Bro, can we talk about this? <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but he is so, yeah. like, his bromance is being taken over the edge here. I've never seen a bromance like this in, in film or television where yeah. he's try he killed some, his best friend's cousin and he's, he obviously covered it up, right? He, he's not telling the truth. All for the sake of keeping his friendship with his best friend. No, but that's the ironic thing. A bro wouldn't do that. Exactly. He's. You know what? I feel like he's just so emotionally fragile as a person. Because look, what? how many friends did he have in, in high school when we saw him in season one? No one. No one. He was just effing girls all the time, mm-hmm. right? And then when we finally meet someone who's, I guess, like him because he's... He's an outsider because outwardly he's an outsider because he's Roma, right? Mm-hmm. But he's also a, a creature. He's a wolf, and and then we have him being Roman's a new peer, right? So there's a connection right there, and then they solve all these mysteries together, like the Hardy Boys, right? Are you crying? You look like no. you're crying over there, <laughs> Mary Lou. They're like little moment. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just think it's like a messed up bromance that he's got going on in his mind, and it's so funny, like that Peter is so blinded to it. Like, he doesn't even think, like, hey, are you holding something back from me? Like, like just the small things that he says. Like, he sees the knuckles being bruised, and he's like, hey, like, what, what's going on with that? And he's like, oh, it was because of the shooting over at the God for Your White Tower. You know, just don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm just surprised that there were all these little hints towards Roman being the one who killed and is the reason why Destiny's gone, but Peter didn't put two and two together yet. Yeah, you would have thought that he would have, like, maybe dirt under his nails or something, right? Yeah. Or Peter is a sensitive guy to, because of his wolf senses. Uh-huh. You think he would have smelled... S- sniffed it out. Yeah, like, he would have stif- sniffed it Destiny's out. Destiny's scent all over him. Exactly. He, could, he was in contact with her body the whole time, like, digging and, like, carrying her, right? He had to put her in his truck or what? His, 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 his yeah, Jeep, right? His Mercedes Benz. His Mercedes Benz SUV, right? So I don't know. I just that's I, yeah. That that was a slight plot hole that did bother me because yeah. not to jump far ahead, we see at the end he's using the scent. It was like he could have easily yeah. done that here earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he could have. Am yeah. I right? But he, maybe he's gonna. It, it's gonna go backwards because then he's gonna smell Roman on Destiny's yeah. corpse. Yes, he has exactly. To. He has you, to. That was gonna be my prediction, Damn it. Oh, you well, got it's it. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, but <laughs> killed uh, it. <laughs> yeah. So the anyway, we have the connection with Milan. Roman connects him. He's like, doesn't he say something like, "Hey, what about that guy? Like, what if he had something to do with this?" And they go to him directly to confront him. Yep. And this is the second person that Roman has downed 
TKO with one punch, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I, I think I've, I've put in my notes, punches are getting less effective. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, we were fair. seeing them, but I was like, wow, he just went down. Damn. But, yeah, he did. It was kind of, it was kind of like. It was anticlimactic in yeah. a way, too. Yeah, it was a little funny the way he, like, he kind of, like, hit really weakly against it. I would have expected the shoes to, like, maybe come <laughs> off a little bit, like, but they looked like they were completely still. So, uh, yeah. Sure. But anyway, so they have him. They start threatening him. He's he's threatening them first, but then they're like, uh, you don't know who you're messing with. You think you know who we are? You do not. We're a vampire and a werewolf. Booyah. Right? Play <laughs> rap music over that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. So we And I liked how uh, Roman opened his mouth, like extended his jaw yeah. like that, which is creepy whenever he does it. And ah. this time we got to see it slowly. Oh my god! Pretty awesome because we haven't really seen that intentionally. Yes, like that exactly. Other than the guy that they killed at the blood bank. Yeah, the guard, mm -hmm. right? And then we have just a flash of the eyes from Peter, which was nice too. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, the torture ensues. Right? They start torturing Milan, and and I'm thinking to myself, you know who the real puppet master is behind all this is Roman because he knows what he did and, and he's, he's just standing back there looking just guilty yeah. as fuck oh, like <laughs> dude like, he's just like yeah totally that guy yeah, yeah he has someone following destiny oh. does he know about me yeah. Oh, he's so close to getting caught. Seriously. Yeah. And like, then, but then what pushed Peter over the edge was finding the ring. And, and we, uh, of course, Roman planted it. Conveniently placed. Conveniently placed. It's, it's nice that we were in the accessory room. Right. Right. He's like, oh, look at this watch. Is this the watch? Peter, look. <laughs> look. Look what I found. It's like a kid who stole something from the liquor store. Like, Mom, look, I found a Twizzler in my, on the staircase of the house. Yummy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> look what I found. The ring. Oh, gosh. Pretty that is much. so convenient. So, yeah. seriously, man. And then we have Milan, obviously in disarray. Like, oh, this, I have so many enemies. Like, all these different gangs and mafias could have done this to me. And, uh, and then we have... Uh, Peter, eventually, he's giving up. They've tortured him for a oh, while oh, now. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. He just wants to find destiny. Yes. Yeah. Also, this bad. guy being, like, so deep in his, his mob, the two, like, 20-something guys easily got in there to, to torture right? him. Like, Where's the security? Yeah. He no, like, he has a, a room full of shoes, but no security? Yeah. You're you spending your money the wrong way, bro. I, I don't trust a guy that has more pairs of shoes than a woman would. <laughs> oh, man. You know? And they caress them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. This is craziness. Something's up with him. Yeah. You, I remember, yeah, a few episodes ago, we got to see his house at night. And there was tons of security all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. Apparently not during the day. Not during so. the day. All the guys are uh, partying during the, the day. day. Off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we uh, just... It's torture to see Peter getting tortured, to get see Milan getting tortured, and then Roman's just like, "All right, I need a, I need to step up my game here." And then he goes to him. He's like, "Well, you know, if you're not lying, if were you lying then or lying now? Because I think you're lying both times. It almost snap your femur, right? Uh, just the most painful injury in the human body. Oh, yeah. it's the largest bone in the human it's body. It's like the most painful sound to hear too." Oh. Just in general. Yeah, Ooh. it was such like a subtle snap. And it was just like, ah! But that set Peter off too, because immediately after he heard that, he started licking his lips, right? Like a wolf licking his chops for like the kill. Oh. And he went back in there and he was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And so... Beat the crap out of him. Beat the crap out of him. So his punches were not as effective as Roman's. The one hitter quitter punches. <laughs> yeah. His were actually effective. So. Yeah. So um, then they they kill him. They don't show exactly how they kill him. I'm sure uh, Peter probably beat him to death, and then we got some blood drainage from Roman. But and now we have Milan dead, and that he's the patsy, right? He mm -hmm. got every he got everything pinned on him, and now he's dead. The only thing that's left is to find the body, and that's yeah. where we have him do the scent thing, like you mentioned, Marissa. Yeah. And then he goes off into the woods, the specific woods that. Uh, that Roman again, right? Yeah, I, and I didn't know if I had missed something. Like, how did he like get to the exact like? I, there's a lot of woods up in these areas. But Roman pointed it out. He's, oh, okay. Be yeah. Because he came back into the room and Peter was on the floor crying. He was like, he said, "This type, it's probably buried in this." Gotcha. Forest. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Where yeah. Milan's yeah. where Milan's men were supposed to take supposed us to, yeah. to kill us if. 
he was going to kill him. So he pretty much just told Peterborough to find the body. Yeah, which is like a little nice plant, you know, like easily move the plot along. Selling himself, though. (laughs) Yeah. So Eventually. Yeah, he he is. It's going to be his downfall, I know it. Just because Mm -hmm. he wants, he loves his bro so much that he wants him to find the body, but he just doesn't know want him to know that he did it. But you know, if he loved his bro so much, he wouldn't even kill Desi. He would not have. But he's just so impulsive. You're right. That's yeah. the thing about Roman. He's just like an impulsive idiot, right? And he's he wants yes. to do everything he wants to do with none of the consequences. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Instant gratification. Yeah, and that's that. That's what happens when you have like this rich kid in a in a mansion in a white tower, yeah. right? It, it runs in their family. Yeah, but you got to remember, he's the son of Olivia, yeah. so yeah. it makes sense. Well, he's sure turned into a monster that he did. of his own doing. Nobody else's. Yeah, right. Yep. But you could do the whole nurture versus nature thing, and maybe it no, was no, Olivia. No, that was his doing. That was his doing. Right. Okay, okay. Let's do that. Uh, lastly, let's talk about Shelly and um, her and Ator, right? We mm-hmm. didn't get too much of them, but it was melancholy. It was sad. There was hope. There was, like, this hope that she was going to go off with him. He invited her to go travel across the across the states with him to go to Maine and see the monarchs, right? Yeah. They're going to go see butterflies. Aw, this and is sad. Marissa, you brought your own cube here. I did. Okay, because there was the scene where uh, he's talking his thinking cube, yes. which is solid blue, which actually there are Rubik's cubes that are solid colors, mostly for the blind, so oh. they can have white and gray and whatever colors. So I had the actual Rubik's cube. Yeah, and you're very good at doing the <laughs> no, Rubik's Cube. it's just cube. a Rubik's Cube. Oh, it's just but a Rubik's Cube. What are you talking about? You were like you the master. Know, to valid, yeah, of course. To validate my nerdiness, yes. there's the Rubik's Cube. Yes. She, so you can I don't think anybody d- doubted it. Believe me, guys. I saw her doing this before the show. Like, I don't even want to attempt this because I know I will mess it up. But she, earlier, she was like, oh, I'm going to make a checkered on one side. Click, 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 click. Oh, look <laughs> at that. It's perfectly checkered on every side with the opposite colors. It's amazing what Marissa can do with this thing. So mm. kudos to you, Marissa. A lot more people have saw this before how I have. So there you go. Thank you. Yes. Because yes. you're magical. I, it was actually very convenient that I still had that on me. Yeah, <laughs> it made sense. So we have th- his thinking cube that he has, right? It's mm-hmm. all blue, which is actually super cool because it's like, hey, think outside the box. It doesn't matter what move you make. Every move's the right move. But blue's a melancholic color. It is melancholy, and that's the way he is. He does mm-hmm. have a very melancholy life, even though he has like a lot of... Well, obviously, he has a really horrific background with killing somebody, right? Yeah. Um, but he's atoning for it, you know? He's atoning for it, doing all these nice things for people on the outskirts of society, and uh, that's that's perfect for him, right? So she is Shelley's still contemplating leaving she ends up accepting it like in her mind I guess when she goes to her room and her friend is doing the graffiti in her room and she's like yeah you gotta go go you gotta show the world who you are you know you're gonna make it big it doesn't matter what you look like right Mm -hmm. because she's already what how many two million views was it 500 million yeah they hit like two million yeah it was huge but she didn't make the good point she's like I never had friends anywhere what difference would it make yeah I was like, you just made friends there at Rooster Poop. Yeah, she did. So many. She doesn't see that. She's blinded because she's grown up, like, her whole life, like, people shunning her. And maybe a few select family members liking her. But see, there were times where, I mean, at the end of season one, beginning season two, she ran away. Yeah. But this time, she's actually deliberately leaving now. Mm-hmm. Like, she wants to physically Yeah, leave. of her free will. Because there, there is nobody holding her there now. She's an adult now, mm-hmm. pretty much, right? She she has this guy that she's in love with. She's graduated from high school, <laughs> yes. I guess, right? She's smart enough to legally I'm sure. emancipated. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. So um, she she says that she wants to be with him. She tells everything to Price when he visits her. But then they see a tour breaking down, and we saw this happening from episodes ago when Olivia went to plant that seed in his mind. Like we know who you are. Mm-hmm. I know. Chango knows, too. And he wants to get at you. So they, we got to see his mugshot. We know he did something. We didn't know exactly what it was until this episode. He told us exactly what it was in the Ooh. most colorful and melancholy way. Yep. Right? He, t- he tells about his story. And he, uh, met- he he does a metaphor with, like, three wishes and the bottle. And but there's no genie. And or was it no? I forgot what it was. I think it was no genie. That's what he said. Just the bottle. Just the bottle. So pretty yeah. much he was an alcoholic, right? Um, you know, mm-hmm. just giving in to the drink, and he ends up uh, 
backing up in a drunken stupor in his car, and he runs over an old man from the neighborhood. Yeah. Which was... It's awful, right? It's a terrible it tragedy. It is terrible. I think I said last episode, I was like, he killed someone, but I don't think it was out of maliciousness. It was out of accident. So mm-hmm. manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Vehicular Vehicular manslaughter. manslaughter. Yep. There so... I think this is a little bit of a waste of the Hemlock Grove Police Department's resources to head over after this guy at Rooster Pit. True. What do you think? Only to have him leave. Yeah. Leave Shelly. Leave Shelly stranded. Yeah, very sad. And all I thought, as terrible as that scene was, and everyone's running away, and he drives away after she's trying to say, I love you. I just kept hearing Olivia's words like, men leave. I was like, yeah. yep, yeah. there you go, Ooh, men leave. That's terrible. It It's oh happened gosh. so many times in the show, men leave. Yep, yep. Validating her point, as sad as it is. So a tour flees, and uh, that's probably going to be the end of it. We're probably just going to see Shelly really downtrodden next episode down on herself because she's probably going to think he left for... Well, obviously, it's kind of obvious that the, the police were the reason for leaving, but still, he could have faced the music, really. If he, he wanted to man up and be like, hey, I've been running from the law, I've done some bad things, I should just do it. At, at least that way, Shelly would know where he is so she can visit him. What do you what do you ladies think? Should he go mm-hmm. to jail? Should he just... Should he have fl- fleeing? Well, he, that's his his way he's been living, is fleeing. Mm-hmm. So Shelly being a new thing for him isn't necessarily going to change this pattern that he's been been on for most of his life. You know, so, yeah. of course, like, that's his impulse. Is like, well, gotta go. Cops here. Gotta go. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it's crazy because, you know, doing the research on the whole monarch butterflies and whatnot. When they hatch and they become full monarch butterflies, they come out of their hibernation to find a mate. And they had the the exact line verbatim, like, I found my mate. Mm-hmm. And then he left. So I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense with the whole like, <coughs> monarch butterfly stories. Like, yeah. they find the mate and then they leave. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what happened with Ator. That's actually a really beautiful metaphor. It's um, a really sad metaphor, sad too, one. the way that they executed it in the show. Yeah. I, I wanted to say you can take... The poot out of the rooster, but you can't take the rooster out of the poot. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Ah. Yeah. Love it. Excellent timing. <laughs> okay. Was there anything else we wanted to talk about in this Annie. episode? Just Annie. a little bit. Oh my Annie. gosh, she had a very small storyline, right? We she was taken hostage. Totally bad liar, right? Yeah. Uh, what was that? I'm not sure about that liar, <laughs> but yeah. She well, no. She wants protection, pretty much. No, she's a bad liar because when Peter came in and he asked her, "Have you seen Destiny? Do you know? Do you know if she's been by here?" And she was just like, "Um, uh," and she looked straight down, like totally <laughs> guilt ridden all over her like, face. She the equivalent of Bajram was to yes, <laughs> Peter. Yes, almost there. She's like the female equivalent the of female. It, right. Yeah. The, fe- or, uh, the female like, non dumbass um, version. I'm gonna leave now. So she took off. Don't call her dumbass because she's cool. No, no, no. I was talking about Bajra. But that's what I was saying. The female. (laughs) I said non-dumbass version. Ah, Yes, yes. So she took off and she gets herself a Desert Eagle, which is a fifty caliber gun. That thing is. You can stop damn lion with that. Probably an elephant. It's huge. Yeah. So. Oh, that guy! I wanted to slap him. But I was like, stop being so. Very chauvinistic, very misogynistic. Yeah. And then she puts him in his place. She's like, Oh well, the I was on, you know, whatever Bravo Company, Delta Company, whatever. LG. She, the, Dropped the in the LZ. LZ at the Battle of Winnot. This actually happened July thirteenth, two thousand eight. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, so okay. not so that long ago. Recent. Which was actually the 2nd Battalion, which is the one she wish was on. Is that Iraq, Afghanistan? Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Very cool. Wow. Mm, she, yeah. like, rubbed that in his face, and he was just like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you okay. know, I had no idea. You guys didn't mind it when I did that. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's a nurse. She's a combat nurse, mm-hmm. so she knows her stuff, right? Yeah. Pretty cool. I, I love I love Annie. I was like, she's okay, amazing. you're even more badass. Yeah. Love it. Totally, totally badass. And, um, yeah, I think, is there anything else? I think that She gets protection, which she, she, she gets, might use it. She's going to use that against yes. somebody. Um, did I, you have any news and gossip? Uh, well, uh, before, we, we now know that we're going to Erie, Pennsylvania. We do. Yes. Yes, that's right. I forgot to mention that. Roman ends up 
connecting the dots. He gets a call from the cop, right? Mm-hmm. That cop was so utilitarian. They didn't even show his face, right? Yeah. Just they like, still have it now. No. So we don't know who it is. It's probably not anybody we're going to learn about. We don't need to. But he says the helmet smorgasbord thing, and he, and that totally clues in Roman. He's like, wait, I need to tell Blinsky this. Blinsky! Yeah. He's <laughs> right, like, yeah. I, I wasn't sleeping either. You wasn't you weren't weren't your phone. You <laughs> weren't answering your phone either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so... They look it up and they find it like that, which is great. And now they know. He's just, this whole episode, well, other than the whole lying thing, but these last several episodes, he's just been obsessed with trying to find Spivak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he wants to get, save Nadia, get, um, perhaps get uh, Miranda back too, but she might be dead. Uh, she might be dead. We don't know. Don't know. Like, it just kind of bothered me that we, we've gone so many episodes and we don't know what's going on over there when we had that one really strong episode where we saw... Yeah. Like the torturous things that were happening, and then nothing. Yeah, then nothing. that that's why I said at the beginning of the season, and I guess it's kind of come true that yeah. Spivak. I didn't make it a prediction, but I mentioned this. I said Spivak is probably a MacGuffin. We're probably never going to see him like this whole season, but it's just to motivate the other characters to find him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, it's coming to a head, though. Yeah. That's for sure. We didn't even see him last episode when he like on the other end of like contro- yeah. yeah controlling uh, Trevor on the other end. We didn't get to see that. And the, well, I think that's what makes for awesome characters that they don't have to be in physically in a scene to have the presence felt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's for sure. So um, yeah, we're gonna go to. Erie, Pennsylvania. Erie, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Very cool. Well, um, let's go ahead and move in to our predictions. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. What do we got, ladies? Shoot them away. Olivia, right, is going to try to get into Annie's body, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be successful... But while the bodies are still there, Shelly, who is now just heartbroken and finds out that her mom sent Ator away, is going to kill Olivia, not knowing Olivia is now in Annie's body. <gasps> so she thinks that she's going to kill Olivia, but Olivia will win in the end. Whoa. Mm. I like that one a lot. Mm. That's very like, outside the box. Mm-hmm. Mine's kind of like that, but with different people. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have a... Annie will shoot Roman, and uh, this might be out of order, but I think Peter will maybe attack Annie when he finds out that Roman killed Destiny, like woman for woman kind of deal. Oh, Oh, okay. That'd be, like, really sad. Whoa. That'd be, like, really sad. But then uh, Olivia will kill Annie, take her body, and then when... Peter, maybe Roman, who knows? It is. I still think it'd be great if Roman killed Olivia. Then uh, I think Annie will shoot Roman. Whoa. Because uh, now she now has a gun. Oh, yeah. So oh, my gosh. The, the gun might come into play, as sad as that would be. Under the, And then uh, maybe Destiny will come back. I don't know. I'm yeah, really, I was kind of I, hoping, like, I put, corp, corpse uh, Destiny would... You know, reanimated yeah. by yeah. Reanimated. We have like zombie, zombie destiny. We'd have to, you know, the way that would happen would be, we'd have to have Peter. There'd have to be an ellipse, and we'd have to have, somehow get Peter and Destiny's corpse to Price's lab. Yeah, and then he could, and this would all be through asking Roman for a favor, right? Right, which I'm sure Roman would Ooh. grant. Yeah, he's like, yeah, bro, wait, yeah, I'll help wait, you. Wait, but if he grants it, is she going to remember what happened? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, no. That's hard. Yeah, that's crazy stuff. Um, this is what I think is going to happen. Um, I feel... Where, is it? Where are all my stuff? Where's my predictions at? Uh, oh, here they are. I feel like uh, Peter will smell Roman scent on Destiny's clothes. That was... Mm-hmm. We got spoiled on that one. You know, mm-hmm. you, you took my prediction. Sorry. Um, <laughs> my bad. I feel like... Yeah, you guys already said a lot of stuff I was going to say. I wrote this a week ago. Olivia will try to get into Roman or Annie's body. Um, I feel like Peter is going to kill Roman. He's he's going to kill him. I don't think he's going to take the woman for woman kind of thing. I think he's going to straight up go after him because this this ruins their friendship. You know? And you know what? And I'll, just a lot of the legends and lore of vampires versus werewolves. Werewolves always went. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was so vicious? Usually, it's the majority of the time, the werewolf is always the one that wins. And you know what? It's probably because they're mortal, too. The vampires think they never are going to die, but they have weaknesses, too. Yeah. Um, one last... Oh, wait. 
Um, okay, I wrote one one more thing down. Um, well, I think Annie actually could kill Roman too. That's another possibility, and that's because she j- she was about to leave Hemlock Grove, and she just can't put it out of her mind. She's so driven. I feel like she's going to be the one to do it. Mm. Mm. That would be crazy. But it could go either way. One of my favorite Olivia lines just from this episode, I'm swinging one of these and now I'm just playing better than every woman on the planet. Oh my god! <laughs> She's talking about <laughs> the dick. That was so funny. <laughs> she was like poking around there for a yeah. while. Mm, like, like, I get it. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's true. And she even, you know what she did too? She punched herself. She didn't show, it didn't show it. The camera didn't show it, but she must have punched herself because she was like, ooh, ah, like, <laughs> like not in a pleasurable way. Like, you know, when a guy gets hit down there, it's yeah. like, oh, or like tempor- temporary paralysis. Analysis. Ah. I can't move. Uh, okay, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm, it's back. Is, that, is that how it is? That's, yeah, that's, how, that's yeah. exactly how it is. It <laughs> could be just like a flick, and it would be like, oh, oh, God. Right? So, and then she even said that great line, which was, oh, it doesn't take much to get excited. I think you mentioned that earlier. No, no. but that was a great line. She had amazing lines. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So many good retorts in this episode. Yeah. First, you want to fuck me, and now you want to throw me away? You really are the perfect male specimen. Oh! <laughs> She was so on point. I it love it. It was so it. good. So okay. good. Well, yes. I think that does it for us here at After Buzz TV's Hemlock Grove After Show. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time because we're going to be doing our finale, series finale of Hemlock Grove. We're going to talk about last episodes 9 and 10 together in one two-hour blockbuster podcast. So be sure to check that out. You guys can follow us here. You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. And you can find me on all social media at Mary Lamandel. And you guys can find me at Sean Austin O. That's S-E-A-N-A-U-S-T-I-N-O on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to check out my book, City of Angels and Discontent, on the Amazon store. And uh, coming soon, probably within the next month, is going to be the audiobook as well. But Yay. check it out. And thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 